this is Nehaya and you are listening to Unraveling History. Here we are going to talk about everything from the historical epics like the Hindu Ramayana and Mahabharata to colonization and dictatorships to freedom struggles and what came after that. But before we begin, let me put out a disclaimer. I am no historian and everything that you listen here is something I have read, researched and understood. Now let's dive into this week's episode. If you're from England, you probably already know the significance of year 1066. If you're not from England, you probably still know the significance of the year 1066. That's the year when a Norman William the Conqueror defeated the Anglo-Saxon king Harold Godwinson at the Battle of Hastings, ending the almost 600 years of Anglo-Saxon rule. And this completely changed who is in charge and marked its importance in the England history. In this episode of Unraveling History, we are going to unravel the events that led to the Battle of Hastings. Like many other battles, even this battle was a result of two or more people believing to be the rightful king of one place. So let's start with Edward the Confessor. He ruled England from the year 1042 to 1066. Edward was the son of King Ethelred II and Emma, daughter of Richard II, who was the Duke of Normandy. But after the Danish invasion in 1013, the family escaped to Normandy. The next year, they returned to England to negotiate the pact for Ethelred's reinstatement. But after Ethelred's death in 1016, the Danes again took control of England. Edward lived in exile after that, until the year 1041. In year 1041, he returned to the London court of his half-brother and he became the king in 1042. Although Edward was the king, the real master of England was Godwin, the Earl of Wessex. Edward, later in 1045, married Godwin's daughter, Edith. But in the year 1049, a breach occurred between Edward and Godwin. And two years later, Edward outlawed Godwin and his family and dismissed Edith. However, after this, Edward rapidly lost his popularity by giving foreigners, particularly Normans, high positions in his government. And by the year 1052, Godwin and his sons were able to gather large forces against the king. They compelled Edward to restore their lands and recall Edith as his wife. Godwin died in 1053 and his son Harold Godwinson became Earl of Wessex. He took control of all over southern England. Now though Godwin and Edward didn't really have a good relation, Edward and Harold Godwinson did have a good relation. Fast forward to Year 1066. Edward died on the 4th of January 1066 with no heir to the throne of England. It was said by Harold Godwinson that Edward named him as his successor on his deathbed, and most noblemen in the country agreed to crown Harold Godwinson as the King of England as the King's Council. And later, on 6th January, just two days after the death of Edward the Confessor, Harold Godwinson was crowned as king 
However, his claim to throne was challenged by William I, also known as William the Bastard. He was the illegitimate son of Robert the Devil, whom he had succeeded as Duke of Normandy in 1035. He claimed that he was the rightful heir of England and that Edward had promised the throne to him after his death and that Harold Godwinson had sworn agreement to this. So after receiving the news that Harold Godwinson is crowned as King of England, William was furious. He decided that he would fight for the throne of England. So after securing his duchy, and it is claimed that he also took blessings from the Pope, he started his battle preparation. He persuaded the Norman barons to support his claim to the England throne and gathered followers from Brittany, Maine, France, Flanders, Spain and Italy. And by the August of 1066, William had gathered his fleet at the river dives for sea crossing. But the adverse winds held up his feet. Harold Godwinson did anticipate an invasion by William. And so throughout July and August, he camped his army near the Isle of Wight. But as September approached, harvest time was around the corner and Harold Godwinson was forced to dissemble his troops. But William was not the only one who had challenged Harold Godwinson's claim to the throne. Harold Hadrada of Norway also claimed the throne. His claim to the throne was based on an agreement between his predecessor, Magnus the Good, and the earlier king of England, Hankut, whereby if either died without a heir, the other would inherit both England and Norway. He was joined by Tostig, the exiled brother of Harold Godwinson. At the start of September, Harold Godwinson received the news that Tostig and Harold Hadrada had landed an army in the north of England. He marched north with his army to fight Hadrada. Harold Godwinson had a major victory and Tostig, his brother, was killed along with Harold Hadrada at the Battle of Stamford Bridge. In the meanwhile, the wind favoured William and he crossed the sea. Just two days after Harold Godwinson's victory against Harold Hadrada, on September 27th, Harold Godwinson heard the news that William had landed at Pevensey Bay in Sussex, Britain's southeast coast. He then marched to Hastings and set up his camp there. When Harold Godwinson heard about this, he marched his army straight down to Sussex. By the time Harold Godwinson reached there, William had started raiding the surrounding area. Harold Godwinson's army by the evening of 13th of October was within the sight distance from William's. On the morning of 14th October 1066, both armies prepared themselves for the Battle of Hastings. The battle took place on a hill with the Anglo-Saxons, that is Harold Godwinson's army, on the top and Normans, that is William's army, approaching from the down. The Normans sent flying arrows and the Anglo-Saxons put up a strong defense and formed a shield wall, which is literally shields held up like walls by the soldiers standing close together. Then William sent his infantry up the hill, but even they couldn't break through the shield wall. 
Harold Godwinson knew that keeping his line unbroken and his casualties light would exhaust and demoralize the Normans, and they would eventually win. And in the amidst of Norman troops trying to break through the Anglo-Saxon shield wall, with the Norman cavalry and archers going back and forth trying to do this, some of the Normans, hearing a rumor that William has been killed, fled in panic. And the Anglo-Saxons persuaded them down the hill. To stop the rumor and panic from spreading, William rode out in the front of them, raised his helmet to show his face and shouted, Look at me! I live! And with God's help, I shall conquer! Now, this might have been a tactic used by the Normans to break their formation or there might have actually been a rumor. Anywho, as the Anglo-Saxons persuade the Normans down the hill, the Anglo-Saxons broke their shield wall and were surrounded by the Normans. In the chaotic fighting that followed, Harold Godwinson was killed. The most popular theory being that he took an arrow in the eye. The Anglo-Saxon Harold Godwinson was defeated and the Norman William had won. His road to London was now open and two months later he ascended the throne of England. Now remember when I introduced William, I said he was also known as William the Bastard. Well, after he conquered England, he was no longer William the Bastard, but he was William the Conqueror. This battle of Hastings marked the beginning of Norman conquest and influenced heavily the European history. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Unraveling History. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast channel so that you don't miss out on our next episode. Thank you for listening. Until next time.